Welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. You may have noticed some new music. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson at My Pet Machine on Facebook for making us some custom tunes. Well done, my friend. Well done. You can find a link to Todd in the show notes. Last time, our heroes rallied together with the allies from their houses, including Jessica and Isaac Evans and Champion Helena from House Verathi. After slipping into the Thieves' Guild disguised as rats or ratmen, the party found their way into Vincent's bedroom, which contained a back door to an altar room with a symbol of the Fairy Queen. The confrontation with Vincent escalated quickly, as Sable slipped behind Vincent, stole his key, and threw open a door revealing the imprisoned Kylan Evans. As Kylan, in an unassassin-like way, announced his intent to kill Vincent in a fair fight, Vincent called down a fairy creature, known as an Anishag, which appeared as an old woman, but Jalen immediately shot Vincent in the back, causing him to lose concentration, and thus control over the Anishag he summoned. The Anishag punched Jessica for mouthing off, no surprise to anyone on the mouthing off, and Kylan and Jessica proceeded to rip the hag apart, both nearly dying in the process, but succeeding in killing the hag. Meanwhile, Vincent used a fairy magic trick to appear behind Jalen with a knife at her throat in an attempt to call off the attack. Jalen immediately stabbed Vincent with her fairy-killing sword and nearly got her throat slit for the effort, but Lucky Rolls kept her alive and in decent shape. Sable used her magic to hold Vincent in place while Silpha finished Vincent off, and Isaac made sure the job was done with a few extra stabs. A few thieves came to the distant and muffled sounds of combat, in which Jalen managed to convince them that she was sleeping with Vincent, and they should mind their own business. The assassination contract was ended through negotiation with Kylan. We pick back up with our heroes standing over two dead bodies in a sewer, filled with potentially hostile thieves and low on resources. I'm sure they'll be fine. If I am not mistaken, you were in the sewers in the Thieves' Guild in the chapel behind Vincent's room. I think we're just in Vincent's room. The itty-bitty Vincent's room. And we just killed him. Got it. As this fairy old woman creature dies, she sort of bubbles and rots and sort of collapses to the ground. And in her place is this large dark iron coin lying on the ground oh it's like the coin is like floating in the ooze yep i'm gonna scoop up the coin and plop down on the bed and examine the coin it is a dark iron coin it seems to have a sort of stamp on it of a creature slash human. It's like someone took half of a human face and half animal face and kind of grabbed the top and the bottom and twisted them in opposite directions. We've seen that. There's an altar with that on it. In, in, the, the, room. in the room. Yeah. Jalen's going to look at Kylan and say, what's our play? Okay, well, I think we need to get rid of the body. So maybe Vincent just disappears under the thorns, huh? Sound good? You want to conceal the fact that he is dead for defying you? Um, I would like to conceal the fact that he was killed by members of the Thieves' Guild. Yeah, I think so. That would be good. Well, technically, he wasn't killed by a member of the Thieves' Guild. We probably don't want to tell him who did that. Okay. I think the easiest thing to do is no Fall Guy at all. He's just gone. Whoops, where'd he go? I don't know. Well, what do you want to do about his rat pack? Yeah, 
Rat Pack. Well, if I can find them, I'll just take over, but I, I don't know what the orders they're operating on are. Are they, are they here? Did you bump into them? Well, I mean, they're going to be around. If they're not here now, they're, they're going to be around at some point. You're, we're going to have to deal with them. All right, well, when they come back, I'll tell them I can't find Vincent and send them out to look. So you're not part of that whole group? I am her. I am part of that group. Okay. But Vincent was the lead rat, and now he's dead. So does that make you the lead rat? Not necessarily, but I think I can make me the lead rat. How did? How does that? How's that figured out? I mean, do you fight? Is there like a pecking order? I guess or chittering order, biting order, gnawing order? <laughs> no, no. Vincent took care of all the stuff involving the altar. He was considered the source of their power. Oh. Uh, well, okay. So if we destroy the altar, does that do anything? Might piss him off a lot. Is that bad? Is it going to do something bad to you? No. What's to prevent someone from taking Vincent's place? Nothing. And, I mean, if we don't do anything, I will probably take Vincent's place. But, but like, in a good way, you're not going to just become what he was. What I mean is, what will eliminate the split loyalties which clearly exist within your guild? So, here's the deal. If you gain the power of turning into a rat, you make a deal with the Fairy Queen to control the power of turning into a rat. Otherwise, you're a rat, I don't know, whenever. So what- I see. So afflicting people with lycanthropy is a way in which the Fairy Queen can control people and force them into making deals with her. I am making the ooh girl face. Ooh girl, she is like talking this up. Kylan, would you agree that distancing ourselves from the Fairy Queen would- be a better idea i mean is are we on the same page about this well you gotta ask yourself some different questions here Jalen. turning into a rat gets us into places we're not supposed to be it solves a lot of problems that otherwise we'd have to deal with as people and enslaves you to the will of the fairy queen oh shit what Ophelia. a trade-off what uh i gotta get home wait what so we're about to have a problem i look at helena so ophelia made a well so, Ophelia's got to attack House Mason. What? Yeah, she's got to lead the attack on House Mason. It's an what, order. What, what attack on House Mason? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what she's planned, but uh, we should probably stop her. Okay. So, Kylan kind of puts his hands up and says, I don't know that this is something that I need to be involved in. Uh, I'll tell you what. If you leave this body here, I'll take care of it. It'll disappear, and we don't have to worry about Vincent any longer and that whole assassination thing. The price just got really high, so you can kind of count that. Yeah, but nobody outside off. this door knows it, and right now I can't turn in a rat to walk out okay, of here, okay. so you're coming with us. What do you need to be able to turn into a rat again? I don't know. Time? Okay, we have some time. Maybe, if she hasn't already started recruiting. Okay, you're not getting out of here like you are. Just chill out for a minute. If he comes with us, we can leave, right? I mean, they're not going to attack me with him with me. Yeah, but he's got to sneak a body out. <sighs> he's not going to sneak a body out in company with an entourage. She has a point that even in Kylan's presence, while you would be safe from attack, I don't think you want to be seen down here, Lady Varathi. So why don't you chill out until you can get your rat mojo on again, and then go. Is an hour going to make that big of a difference? I don't know. Helena, it was an order. What do you think? I have no idea. She can't go against it, which means she'd have to be doing something. So maybe she's writing up plans if she's smart. Maybe she's spying 
Or maybe she rallied up her kids and armed them and they went off. I don't know. I don't know. I do know that it is nearly dark. So if you're going to try to get back, that's going to be dangerous. This is trouble. You're in charge. Tell me what to do and we'll do it. Well, we got to get out of here first. So unless there's another way out, some back way that I don't know about where we don't have to see anybody. No, you're walking down the hallway. I think you should chill out and wait until you can do that in an inconspicuous way. So Jessica, who is sort of sitting on Vincent's cot, twirling a knife, says, you know what I think we should do? I think we should just march down to that common room where they're all giggling and playing cards and tell them that I'm in charge from now on. That you're not. I would be now. Jalen's going to look at Kylan. Kylan will do a a full-on eye roll and then just say, Jessica, it doesn't work like that. And Jessica will kind of raise an eyebrow and say, why not? There has been a serious challenge to your leadership, Master Kylan. If we're going to chill, let's all chill. We should rest. Agreed. I'll help you with the body. Isaac will lean in and say, yeah, I can can shrink it, shrink it down. Oh, so that we can like put the rat man in our pockets? For how long? It lasts about a minute. A minute? Yeah, I mean like enough time to get. If we sprint. Out of the hallway. I'm gonna chill. I'm just gonna chill. Okay, why don't we do that in an hour? Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, Kylan, what the fuck goes on in that altar room? When we recruit a new assassin into the inner circle of the guild, they come into here, they get bit, or something bad happened and they got bit earlier, and they meet a creature near the the altar and vincent usually was the one who called it he calls the creature into the to meet whoever the new recruit is and they make an agreement is it usually the same agreement or does everybody make a different one or what well vincent's the only one who usually hears the agreements it's probably the same i mean i think it's basically you're an ally of the fairy queen you will do no harm to other allies of the fairy queen and in exchange you can choose when you're a rat but you, you harmed allies to the Fairy Queen. That is true. My agreement was a little different. Can you tell us what it was? I'd really prefer not to. It doesn't exactly show me in the most flattering light. Well, we already knew that, Kylan. Being that you brought polite company along, I think I'd prefer that, that we just keep that to ourselves. Okay. Well, with Vincent gone, do we need to keep the altar? Honestly, I think the altar's just for show. Do we need to keep doing that? I mean, if you want to control being a were-rat, then yeah. Do we need to keep making were-rats? Is it worth it? We'd be giving up a lot of our edge. Is it worth it? Out of character, I'm thinking of Ophelia saying, like, none of these agreements are ever worth it. I I, I, I thought we were going to chill. We are chilling. No, you're making big decisions. That's not a chill. (laughs) That is like... I am talking about... You're pressuring... Okay. I mean, there's a guy that's dead. I mean, Isaac just like freaking murdered someone and- Oh no, I killed him. All right. So you and Isaac just murdered someone. Um, Who was trying to kill us. I I recognize that. Who wanted to force Jalen into- I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it just happened. Isaac will lean in. So you guys are really bad at hiding evidence. Like, I don't- I'm just going to put this out here. Like, first off, over a corpse, do not talk about who killed the corpse- Please. Okay, that'll Isaac, be our rule. You know what? Fuck you. This is my first killing. Just sit down and chill. How about not shouting? He's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be boning Vincent, which is gross beyond 
all grossness, but, you know, shouting is probably going to renew some attention. So Jessica, Alina, and say, you know, if you were boning Vince, we probably could have avoided all of this. Thank you, Jessica. I'm just saying Isaac's not the only one who knows stuff. And we're chilling. Yeah, so you guys are just going to sit here and, and mope, we mope might, for an we hour, might have an to hour go by. to different yeah. rooms and different corners of the rooms. I'll go into the altar room and sit down. I am going to roll a percentage dice. <laughs> Uh-oh. Just to see if somebody comes and checks. Well, okay. So about 45 minutes into your hour, you hear some clamoring noises from the big double doors in the back of the altar room that do not lead toward the guild members all right well i'm in the altar room so yeah you hear some group of somebody's is lugging something oh, toward Jesus. that door uh well luckily do, i'm do we mostly all, covered do we all hear this uh yeah i mean if you're kylan what the fuck is that oh that's the diggers they're gonna want to wheelbarrow a bunch of dirt through here so uh how about we can we trundle vincent under the bed yeah or the closet that he had me locked in pick one closet all right that goes my hiding spot. Maybe you can hang out in the closet with him if you want. How many people could fit in that closet? Four. So Sable, Silpha, Isaac, and Jessica, are none of whom are supposed to be down here. Silpha will have prestidigitated all blood spatters and oh, yeah. evidence from the room. When you I... look over at Isaac, he has rat features again. And Okay, you're good. Jessica's like, I don't want to hide. Well, we all need to learn a new skill sometime. Kylan says, Jessica, get get in the closet. Jessica, like loops an arm around Vincent's arm and drags drags him back into the closet with her. I make a terrible face. Not that anyone can S- see it. Sable, I think you and Helena need to get in there too. Helena will turn into a rat because okay. she, she can still mm-hmm. and scutter under the cot. Is Silpha disguised? So Silpha will alter herself to appear as Vincent, put on some of Vincent's tattered clothes that I imagine are in his room, and uh, be hanging out with Kylan. Okay, five more minutes go by as you hear, like, clinking, and mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, shovels and buckets and pickaxes. and Okay, ideas for explaining why we're in here? And that's when the door will creak open. A bunch of really dirt-covered, commoner people in bad clothes start to file in with wheelbarrows while one of them holds the door open, and about seven wheelbarrows of dirt get wheeled into the room. They don't seem to pay any attention to anyone specifically like they pull the door open to vincent's bedroom and wheel it through vincent's bedroom and then they go out the door and wheel it down the hallway and disappear yikes (laughs) so they wheel through and they ignore you completely because there's no one to raise an alarm about okay once once they're out of the room jalen's gonna look at kylan and say there is nowhere else they could come in to wheel their dirt i mean it has to be through vincent's bedroom that's the door to the tunnel Okay. What are you tunneling? Uh, Jalen bites her lips. Like, I don't know how much is this of this is a need to know thing. So, Silpha, we are going to break into the vault of House Mentor, and I'd appreciate it if you kept that to yourself. Oh, uh, of course. As my friends know, I'm very good <laughs> at keeping confidences. Great. I'm hanging out in the closet. Are they coming? They're going to come back. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In about 20 minutes or so, they got to go find a place to dump the dirt. Silva, do you want to roll insight? I do. A 16. 16 beats it by one. You are fairly certain that is not where that tunnel goes, and you have been lied to. I'm I'm leaning into the lie, though, as if I believe him. Pretty sure I know where that tunnel goes. 
So 20 minutes go by and they wheel in the barrels and then three of them leave and three guys from the common room come in and then they all wheel into this tunnel together. And while the tunnel door is open, you can tell it goes back as far as you can see and then they close it. (laughs) All right. So are they gone? Gone? Oh, yeah. No, they're going to be in there for like three hours now. Okay. So she'll go to the closet and let Sable and Jessica out and pull out Vincent's body. So that concludes your short rest. You can now turn into a rat. Isaac can shrink this body and you can run for it. Is that how we're doing this? Vincent, who's present, is some kind of distraction to Vincent's body getting hauled off wherever. I mean, you can walk with us when we leave. It'll make it more obvious that he didn't die in his room. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. As you get out to the surface... Kylan says, all right, I'm going to go ahead and walk this uh, out somewhere nice and deal with it. I'll come with you. If you want, he looks around. It, it is It has gotten dark and the streets have pretty much cleared out. We could rally at my home. I worry about Ophelia and what's happening at my home. That is worrisome. Is there any kind of relatively safe way we can get there, Helena? No. No, there's not. Could you fly there? Yes. Would that be dangerous? Very. So I'll meet you two at Sylphas. I just give a solemn nod. So Kylan will turn and start walking off toward the center of town. Uh, Jalen's going to follow him. All right. You and Kylan get to that sort of dank pond that they call a lake in the middle of town. Uh-huh. At this point, the, the body has gone back up to its full size. And so he's carrying a body over his shoulder. And as he gets to the lake, walks up and there are some rocks with ropes tied around them already there. And so he loops a couple ropes around dead Vincent's limbs and... And we're going to heave-ho into the... heave-ho him off the longest dock and into the water. And as we watch it go down, I'm like, weren't we going to throw him in the thorns? Yeah, I got a better idea. You should ask the fishermen to tell you some stories about the kind of shit that's down at the bottom of this pond. I'll just take your word for it. It'll be fine. Kylan, can I ask you something? Yeah, go for it. She has to sort of work up her courage on this for a second because it's like out of the blue. She goes, um, who were my parents? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I do. Your mother was in the Thieves Guild and your father was a thornscutter. Well, I can guess what happened to him. What happened to her? Um, well, she disappeared one day. That's it? Yep. Nobody knows anything else? Uh... No, I don't think anybody ever figured anything else out. But do you know? Thieving is dangerous, Jalen. 19. Oh! You would imagine the story of what happened to your parents is a story he has told a lot. And this is not coming out like a story he has told a lot. Okay. So he's uncomfortable talking? or is it- He is uncomfortable. Probably wouldn't believe what's coming out of his mouth right now. As far as you know, there's nothing about this story that should make him uncomfortable. Well, honestly, this is not a question she has. It's even occurred to her to ask before. Like, it has never occurred to her to wonder who her parents were until Sable found out that she was somebody else. Like, that's what got it going. And she's not she's not under any delusions that she's somebody important. But she is suddenly thinking, I have no idea where I came from. So she's just sort of probing for that. Your insight is sufficient to tell you. You still don't know. I still don't know, and he probably does. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to talk about it. No. And, like, do do I get the sense that he's trying not 
to lie by not telling the truth? I mean, I mean so is he is he is he going the omission route rather than the the blatant lie? Say, let's say that Kylan has taught you the basics of Fibbin, mm-hmm. and he has informed you at some point in your tutelage that the best lies are seated in truth, and so you probably just got told a solid half truth. Okay. Is there anybody in the guild now who knew her? Well, let me think about that. I mean, most people most people retire when they start to slow down, you know, go back to trying to live the life of a free person in town. So none of the current active guild members know her. Uh, there's probably some people around town if you asked around. What was her name? Gail. Okay. Thank you, Kylan. And he'll say, all right, I got to get back down there and, I don't know, wait for the rat guys to come back. Okay, Isaac and Jessica are kind of staring at you, Selfa. Do you want to come along? There is room at my place. Well, I'm taking Helena. Isaac kind of looks at Jessica, and Jessica says, Yeah, I mean, it's a little dark out. And Isaac says, Are you afraid of the dark? And Jessica says, You shut up right now. Oh, And she was just shut up in a pitch dark closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With a body. And they start to follow you. So when, when we get... A short distance from my house, I'll have everyone post in, a, in an outside an alley where while I throw off Vincent's foul, like ratty tatters, and put my dress back on. And I'm maintaining ultra self, but I will shift back into Silpha. Sable, are you going to stay a rat? I'll squeak in her direction quizzically. Squeak? I'm following her lead. No, Sable, change back into yourself. All right. So you round the corner, and as you approach the door, give me a perception check. Silpha, you have advantage because it's dark. 14. Okay. 17. Okay, it's very dark. You get to your house, you open the door, you go inside. Is there anything weird about it? Well, honestly, I'm not paying much attention. I'm kind of despondent Well, I think outside my house, I would have rallied my friends and said... It is pretty late, and, well, my parents are pretty permissive, but there is a chance, depending on what kind of rumors got round town today, that my father is waiting at the door with a lecture. Better let me go first. A lecture and a sword. (laughs) So you step into the house, and it's pretty quiet. There are some lanterns burning in the downstairs. You can see the light off in the, like, parlor areas. As an investigation, is there anything that would be unusual? No. So I'll, I'll enter quietly and expect that my parents are around and I would, would be looking to find either my mother or father okay. to tell them we have company. You find the two of them sitting in a, one of the parlor salons sipping tea. They're still dressed for the day. It isn't apparently late enough that they're winding down yet. Oh, Mama, Papa. Yes, dear. You're back kind of late. I'm I'm sorry. I was at the Lady Mievs working on a project today and, and then I ran into... The Evans and and Sable on my way back into town and and well we were out a little bit late and so I offered that they could stay for the night. Oh sure, certainly. And your mother will stand up and say, "I've got to prepare some hors d'oeuvres." And she darts to the back of the house. And your dad stands up and says, "I'll let him in," and starts walking to the front door. So those of you outside, Silfa's dad throws the door open and says, "Come on in, come on in, get out of the out of the." Dark into the lights. Come on. Of course, you know Sable, but this is Lady Jessica Evans and uh, Master Isaac Evans. 
your father says, Jessica, I've heard you're really good with a sword. Good to meet you. And kind of gives her a like buddy clap on the shoulder. And she seems to really appreciate this and says, I am good with a sword. Thanks, Mr. Lunari. And he says, yep, in you go. And he looks at Isaac and says, Isaac, I hear you're a wizard. And Isaac just stares at him. Yes, he is. <laughs> Self is excited. <laughs> and Isaac will nod and walk by him. Your dad, you notice, was like holding his hand out for a handshake or something, and he, he doesn't get one. Oh, Isaac. <laughs> so as they, you guys all file into the downstairs parlor, Mrs. Lunari comes out with a, like a bunch of very quickly made carrot slices or something. And leftover fish. Leftover <laughs> fish. Leftover fish, right? Now we've added carrots to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> oh, the carrots are in play. That's what it was about the whole time. I want to know what the suffering hors d'oeuvres look like. That's the salt. That's the salted fish. That's the leftover fish. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys get settled into the parlor and Mrs. Lunari will walk up to Jessica. Jessica, I heard from your father that you are in need of some, what did he call them? Mm, Aggressive charm lessons. And Jessica's like, I don't need, I don't need lessons on it. And she says, no, 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 dear. You're misunderstanding me. Come here. And uh, Jessica seems like a little bewildered by that. Like, she wants to be offended, but she gets sort of pulled into like a a shoulder hug that sort of leads off into another room. Nice. Be- because Mrs. Lenari has a 25 charisma, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Isaac says, well, that's going to be great. <laughs> Sofa looks a little concerned for a moment and then it's like, shrugs. Mr. Lunari will come in and kind of say, Isaac, can I talk to you? And Isaac will say, oh, yes. And Isaac stands up and they walk back out to the entryway. I'm not going to let my dad just haul off somebody I just brought home. He going to just jog after them into the hallway? Um, Papa. Yes, sweetums? All these people are our guests. Oh, I know, dear. Don't worry, I'm not going to hurt him. <laughs> she, she's kind of worried her dad might get hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and he gives you this abnormally wide smile. I give him this knowing look and kind of like put a hand on my hip. I'm like, just a minute, just a minute. You be nice. I will. I will be nice. And he disappears into the hallway. And Jalen, Mr. Lunari pulls the door open and he's got Isaac standing there with him. She'll sort of drop because she wasn't really expecting anybody to be right there. Yeah, apparently they were having a conversation like right there. Hi, Mr. Lunari. Hey, Jalen. I heard you were coming. They're all in the salon. Oh, great. Isaac, hey. Isaac will nod. She'll sidle by them and side-eye them and then go to the parlor. Uh, and as you're walking away, you'll hear Isaac say, fine, I'll wait in the other parlor. He'll wait in the what? He'll wait in the other parlor. So Jalen will come in and say, hey, where's Jessica? Oh, my mother uh, went off with her. Oh, good. Best news I've heard all day. So Mr. Lunari will follow you into the room shortly after and say, Silfa, uh, I need you to go talk to Isaac. He's over in the other parlor. All right, Papa. So Silfa will make her way to the other parlor with a kind of perplexed look on her face and look at Isaac like, what's this about? So you walk into a parlor that is absolutely set up for your courting with Lord Byron. There's all of the appropriate accoutrement is there. The good silverware's out, everything. This place is uh, decked out. And sitting where the quarter would normally sit is Isaac. And he points to the other chair and says, have a seat. We need to talk. 
inspired by Silpha's disguise in this episode about assassins getting assassinated, the feature of this week's mid-roll is Family Rediviadi, a large group of insects colloquially known as assassin bugs. Assassin bugs more than live up to their name with impressive hunting abilities and a bizarre variety of creepy biology. Almost all insects within this family are ambush predators, meaning they sit and wait for prey from a concealed position, and then launch a deadly surprise attack, swiftly striking the unsuspecting victims that become their meals. The physical characteristics that unite this group of bugs is their main weapon. All assassin bugs have a distinctive, elongated head with a long, curved beak-like proboscis called a rostrum, which makes them look a bit like a cross between a cockroach and a plague doctor. Assassin bugs use this rostrum as both a syringe and a straw when attacking their prey. First, they impale their potential dinner with the rostrum. Then, they inject a toxic saliva, which paralyzes it and liquefies its innards with digestive enzymes, turning them into a cool protein shake. This saliva is frequently effective at killing prey that is many times larger than the bug itself. As soon as its prey stops moving, the assassin bug brings its mouthparts in even closer and slurps up all those juices. To successfully capture their quarry, assassin bugs have evolved a number of devious and ingenious methods. Many species secrete a sticky substance, or collect plant resin that allows them to camouflage themselves by attaching debris from the environment to their body. As if it weren't grotesque enough to lie and wait for a victim to render it into a shake, there is at least one species specialized to feed upon ants that attaches their corpses to its back, walking around like a shambling mound or a zealous conquest paladin. What does it gain by this macabre behavior? In addition to functioning as protective armor, it's thought that covering itself in the dead bodies of its victims conceals a young bug from both visual and olfactory detection, and may even act as a pheromone lure. You know, like, oh hey, don't mind me, I'm just a pile of dead bodies that you should clean up. Not an embodiment of death. A far less disturbing example of this method of environmental camouflage is employed by the species known as the masked hunter. True to its name, the masked hunter achieves phenomenal stealth by camouflaging itself with dust, making it look like a fuzzy six-legged piece of lint at a glance. Hiding in dust is great for the masked hunter who feeds on pest insects like bedbugs and cockroaches, making them valued in some households and even bred for the purposes of keeping pests under control. These bugs can also be clever little bastards. Favorite tricks include walking up to spiderwebs and plucking the strands. Some assassin bugs also dangle corpses of their past prey out to attract other insects, like something out of a horror movie. And of course, to fill you with terror and give you nightmares, there is a version called the kissing bug, which loves to put its rostrum into human lips. Anyway, welcome to my nightmares. Let's get back to it. Sofa pulls out the chair and suits herself. Isaac says, all right, so Jalen says you know something about mason magic? I do. Great. So I think I'm going to marry Meg. I'm pretty sure that if I agree to courting, they're going to pull out of the whole marry one of Lord Mentor's kids things, which doesn't make a great deal of sense. So something's afoot, and I don't know what it is. Oh, um, I had really hoped that we could have this type of conversation in a more secure setting. Well, I only have one room that's spelled for security, and it's my room. Uh, 
I'm pretty done for today. Okay. So you want to hold off on that, or...? I had hoped, Isaac, that we would have a conversation in a different manner. And she gets really uncomfortable looking. I have information. Yes. And the nature of the information is... From the other parlor, you hear a loud thump above your head, like on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you know there's something on the second floor. And then you hear another, like, something's obviously fallen. And then there's a loud bump noise. And then, like, some scratching. And then another something big falling. Is that Mrs. Lunari and Jessica? Did they go upstairs? Yeah, they did. Do you think we should make sure Mrs. Lunari's okay? I'm sure she's fine. Maybe it's etiquette sparring? Etiquette sparring? I don't know. She said aggressive. I think that, I think that usually happens with words. She uh, says what? Et, what did she call it? Aggressive? Aggressive charm lessons. Aggressive charm lessons? Is that what she said? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so they're aggressively... Charming? Okay. Jalen's helping herself to carrots and suffering and suffering (laughs) so you hear the telltale sign of a door bouncing against a wall kind of like it's being thrown open Mm -hmm. and then a thumping noise coming down the steps and then the padding of feet come into the room but you don't see anything oh oh (laughs) skrix hi jaylen hi what's going on there are rats in silfa's room what? Well, I chased one of them out the window, but I think there's two more. Oh my god. Well, we should check it. Yeah. Helena. Yeah? Would you like to help us find some rats? I mean, find them, yes. Probably can't do anything about them. Maybe catch one. Yeah, we'll play that one by ear. All right. Wait, where did where did Mr. Lunari go? Did, is he around, or is he... He wandered off into the kitchen area, so he'd be toward the back of the house. I'm gonna hurry upstairs. You're gonna go upstairs. I'm gonna... Do a quick search to see if I find him. I mean, if you pop your head back, he's not that far away. Like, okay. And you can actually see he and Jessica and Mrs. Lunari are back in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you stick your head in just in time to see Jessica practicing some like hip movement while walking kind of thing through the kitchen. And the, the two adults in the room are like, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Mr. Lunari? Yeah. I think there's a problem. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh... Excuse me, ladies, and he'll come walking up to you. I think, how is she going to put this? He'll say something like, are the hors d'oeuvres bad? We no, can- no, no. The carrots are great, and the suffering is even better. <laughs> oh. um, uh, I think somebody may have broken into Silfa's room upstairs. I see. And he'll walk over to the hallway. I'm already hurrying up to Silva's room. All right. So uh, you two will catch up to Sable in just a moment. I'm also going to run into the other parlor and say, uh, we have trouble in Silva's room. Silva's room. Sable, you're the first one there. As you open the door, the window is wide open. Okay. The room looks fine, except that several things are knocked off shelves. Well, I'm just looking to see. I'm trying to see if there are any still things in there. So, yeah, you can check the closet. You can look under the bed before anybody else gets there. That's about when Mr. Lunari comes in with a sword. I'm motioning at him to put the sword away. I said either. It could have just been rats. We don't generally have rats in our house. <laughs> so you two get up in there in time to hear Sable say, could have just been rats. There's no such thing as just rats tonight. I'd look at you like, 
You're supposed to be this. Like, the look I give you is, you're supposed to be the sneaky one. Why are you telling her parents this? So Mr. Lunari kind of opens the closet and looks in and says. I already looked in there. Yeah. And he sticks his head out the window and kind of looks down at the ground. And I get up and elbow you. Elbow Jalen. She rolls her eyes. <laughs> and he says, well, I mean, the stuff fell down, but that might have been Silpha's cat. Silpha, we're- Maybe your cat got out the window. I don't see it anywhere. That's possible, too. I did not leave the window open. Well, look around. Is anything missing? I don't expect anything missing in my room. No, there's nothing missing in your room. So Jayla would like to do an investigation to see if she can see signs of, like, that she would know to look for. Yeah, roll investigation. Uh, Natural 20. There's signs that something forced the window open with some kind of crowbar. You find the marks of some kind of lever that Mm -hmm. was used on the exterior of the window. Like chips of wood missing. Yeah, and and like a little gouge on the outside. Mm -hmm. But that is it. Uh, You're pretty sure everything lying on the floor fell directly off the shelf as if something about the size of a cat slammed into it. Okay. Probably while pouncing something. Was her bedroom door open when you got up here? Yeah. So they could have gotten out of the bedroom and into the rest of the house. It's possible. Okay, I'm going to start looking around the rest of the house. Doubt it. So Mr. Lunari pulls his head in and says, who would knock over a guard's house? I want to check the other rooms up here. She will show him the crowbar marks and say, look, this Hmm. this was forced open. He will sort of stomp around the upstairs, not finding anything. I'm going to be putting things back up on the shelves, just looking to see what they... You know, if there's any rhyme or reason to where they went. Not really. No, it's, I mean, you pick things that got knocked off the shelf, back up, put on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Everything now in the room looks exactly like it's supposed to. You would imagine the cat was perched up on a shelf Mm -hmm. and pounced something, knocking a bunch of things off the shelf when they did it. And then there appears to be some sort of scramble on floor level, as you imagine a cat chased a rat around. Then the door got bumped open, probably by a cat's face. That's how they tend to open doors. So who all still up here? Is it just the I three am. of us? Yeah. And Helena? I think, well, if you went into the downstairs study, Silpha would have been upset by the idea of someone uninvited being in her room, and that would have sent her running up the stairs. And she's looking right at Isaac, so she knows it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> Man, thieves guild people. Yeah, right a bunch of jerks. I'm staying right around Silpha's room when we're done. So Mr. Lunari will come back up and close the window and say, well, I mean, somebody filled with your window, sweetie. Let's hope they got scared and ran away because I can't find them in the house and they won't try it again. Papa, I'm going to get Grandma Beatrix's dagger from the study. That sounds reasonable. Just, you know, you know how to use that, right? You stick them with the pointy bit. <laughs> okay, good. That's my girl. And he'll like frustratedly go out the front door and you can, for a while, you'll basically hear him walking leaps around the house grumbling. Papa, be be careful. There are shenanigans afoot. So I guess we should sleep in shifts tonight. So Isaac and Jessica will stride into the room and Jessica is doing some really exaggerated hip movements that are incredibly distracting for everyone. They're just not normal. Nope. No, not normal. <laughs> But I imagine it turns all of the heads in the room. She seems pretty excited about that. <laughs> They're all like, what the fuck are you doing? Learning. Did, did Mrs. Lunari like dress her up or is she like... She, I mean, she did get a little bit more makeup put on her face, but uh, she seems to be working on the walk right now. That looks great, Jessica. Hey, thanks. You know, Silpha, your mom's really cool. 
I am delighted to hear you think so. And Jessica will turn and swish her way out, sashay out, like butt waggle her way down the steps. <laughs> She's ready for RuPaul. <laughs> well, it's a start. Huh. At least, you know, she doesn't look like she's going to stab you when she walks up to you now. At least she did not stab my mother. At least she didn't <laughs> stab your mother. So Isaac will wander into Silpha's room since you're all hanging out here. Uh, he'll walk up to the window. I can probably do something for tonight about this. And he'll pull out a book from under his roby thing he's wearing and flop it out on the ground and start, you know, drawing chalk lines on the window. Yeah, we'll wait. He says, all right, if anybody opens the window, there'll be a loud noise. So you're probably safe. Great. Thank you, Isaac. Yeah, are we going to get any time just for us tonight, you think? At this point, Jalen's a little worried about talking about sensitive shit because she thinks something might still be in the house. Yeah. Uh, We we don't really have a guarantee that they're not still hanging around. Rats can hide in small places. Sofa will tell the both of you in in Phrenemic she has nothing left for the day and she looks exhausted. I'll just give a little bit of a nod um, and then I will ask whoever is there, you know, where we're resting for the night so it's Silpha's house so Silpha would have helped with hostessing okay she would show you Sable and and champion Helena to one room and Jessica and Jalen to another and Isaac to a third that's all the rooms Sable is unusually quiet and withdrawn so night happens and Silpha you will hear a whisper in your ear just as you're about to go to sleep and then you promptly hear a squeak and then a loud thud and your bed shakes and your cat becomes visible with a mouse in its maw and it's just shaking it. Did the thump wake any? Um, probably not. It's a cat on a bed. Okay. It's a mouse, not a rat? It is a mouse and it's almost asleep, but you're pretty sure it said, Silpha, please, and then it got pounced. Interesting. So I will try to like grab that portion of it so it cannot bite me or get away. And I'll be, I'll, I'll say, well, what have you got, Scrix? Scrix will kind of like spit it out and say, I caught you something. It was on your bed. Is it still alive? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Let's roll a d20. If the mouse rolls high, it's alive. Otherwise, it got catted. Ooh, okay. Yes, it's still alive. <laughs> the mouse is just barely alive. And in a weird dying whisper, it'll say, Silva, please meet me downstairs. <laughs> you're pretty sure that was an animal messenger spell yeah. <laughs> i'm like it's good you invested in a cat well thank you scrix <laughs> and she will throw on her house coat grab her components pouch and dagger and quarterstaff <laughs> and as you're about to leave the room you hear scrix say are you gonna eat that nope Yay! <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. All crunch. yours. <laughs> Downstairs at the base of the stairs near the first salon, Isaac is standing there and he says, So, uh, really, if you don't tell me what's going on, I'm going to marry Meg. And something tells me there's something I really should know before I do that. So, I really think we need to have this conversation. Okay. Uh, fine. Come up to the study with me. All right. He'll follow you up to the study. Silpha will seat him, like, across from her at this long table and kind of push a large project that she has been working on, like, out of the way. And he says, we're alone here, right? One can never be too careful. Normally I could create a space, but I have another idea. She will cover her mouth. They can be kind of communicating back and forth using the message cantrip. 
Okay. So that they cannot be overheard. Isaac will, before responding to your first message, stand up and do a loop around the room and kind of close the door and draw the blinds and anything else that hasn't been done already and then sits down and transforms into Leslie and does like a sigh of relief and says, I really prefer this 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 form. So, um, what were you going to tell me? Nice hat, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's a gift from my, my mentor. You have a mentor? I do, yes. The Lady Miev? No, although she offered at one point and we did do some lessons together, but no. Then there's no other wizards in the kingdom. Correct. She looks perplexed and confused and lets that thought sit. Look, Isaac, I will share this information with you only because if you join the Mason family, you will learn it anyways. But I think I'm going to need a promise that you will share with no one else this information, not without my explicit, uncoerced consent, and that you will never use this information against me. Leslie leans back and thinks for a few minutes. And then we'll lean back in and say, okay, great. I understand the secret of Mason magic, and I possess the capacity to use it. Okay. It's blood magic, Isaac. Oh. Leslie stares at the table for a while and then says, well, I find this very frustrating. Silpha, this is exactly the kind of thing I really should have been told by someone else. Look, did Jalen tell you anything that transpired when we went to the Mason estate? No. I heard that you went there and that there was some sort of security incident. I assume Jalen stole something and that was the end of it. Well. The Mason house is exceptionally secretive for reasons perhaps we understand now. Well, the Mason estate is just as labyrinthine as all the rumors say. And and there are ghosts there and secret passages and compartments of all manner. We investigated part of the house, and in short, we we followed a ghost. Hmm. You know, Silpha, I really appreciate you telling me this. I think it shows a, a measure of trust and friendship, and I just want you to know, this means a lot to me. And Leslie will reach out and kind of squeeze your elbow and say, I have a lot of thinking to do and some people to check with because I need to figure out how dangerous this is now before I proceed. I would never open my mouth about such a thing because it would endanger not only my life, but my two best friends, Sable and Jalen, mean the world to me. And I don't know how, but the regent knows, and he plans to prevent, through measures I know not, either of us from joining with the Mason household. I had hoped that if I were to join their household, I could offer them different magics and put an end to their practice. I don't know if that's a possibility now, and I, I don't know what the regent intends to do, but I know that he intended to call for you. Hmm. I need to go. Would you please tell Jalen when she wakes up and Jessica that I have an appointment in town really early, and so I've already left. Your secret's safe with me. Don't don't worry about that. I just have some concerns with some individuals that will remain unnamed about their behavior and what this means. So she stands up and kind of gives you a hug and says, really, can't thank you enough for this. I, I understand how hard it is to tell me about this. Well, I think that as wizards in such a place where there is so much prejudice against the practice of magic, we should have each other's backs. Agreed. Stay safe. You as well. She'll give you a kiss on the cheek and head out the door. You hear the front door open and close. 
And the night goes by. And in the morning... At the first sign of light. In the morning... Uh, so Silpha's house is definitely a sleep-in-late kind of house, given Mrs. Lunari and her nightlife. So I think the house is dead quiet when you wake up. All right. Well, I'm going to let Jalen and Silpha know that I'm leaving. I think in this instance, Silpha is generally not an early riser, but she will have been up and put out breakfast for people. Got it. When you heard people stir, you went and got some food. So All right. she's in the kitchen. All right. We, we have to go. All right. Well, uh, let me leave a note for my mother. She will expect me to make some preparations for my you courtship with- You don't have to come. I know you have other things, but I can't- uh... I can't let a war start between two families. I can't. No, agreed. And and I think that's the most important matter at hand. Do you... If you can come when you can, then come. I... I'm, I'm literally not waiting on anybody. You can't leave with your company still asleep. No, I... Your mother no. will never let you hear the end of that no, hostess I, duty. I failure. really cannot, so... I will send you off with a packet of oat-based meal. <laughs> <laughs> I love this old base meal. Somebody's got to come up with a catchy name for wait, that. Wait, wait, You have found a way to compress the oat base meal so I can eat it in a square. Oat base meal, meal square. square. <laughs> with icing. And crunch. <laughs> and off you go. Uh, so you have a, a fairly quiet uh, walk back home. Yeah. About uh, halfway back to House Barathe, you find that something big has been prowling. There's some sort of paw print that is probably the size of a human head that is sort of near the path and there's what remains of a very large goat just strewn around but other than that it's an uneventful walk right so good idea we didn't come home last night well there are monsters they mostly come out at night mostly well when we get to the door i shouldn't have been out i don't even know if like the night guards know that i was gone i'm sure they do and of like there's no panic or worry or anything is there uh, not really, no. Good. You didn't put them on high alert, so they're just doing their regular rounds. There's a, a few few of them are like, ah, uh, uh, do you wish to be called Matron? I don't know. Um, See, it seems odd to be called Matron before you've yeah. had kids when you're, when you're 16. <laughs> Am I supposed to be called Matron? I mean, I, I don't know. Let's We'll, we'll go with Lady. Uh, Lady Verathi. Um, uh-huh. You're home. Do you need anything? I need to find Ophelia. She is not in either. We thought she was with you. Oh, great. Um, no, she's not. Can we find her, please? I, I mean, she's she's not here, so I, I can send runners into town. She's not on the grounds at all? Uh, no, I mean, we looked through the whole grounds as a part of doing rounds, and she... We didn't find her. No, if she comes back, just inform me, okay? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to the kitchen myself. Okay, you go to the kitchen. There are already servants up. They've been up for a while. They've mm-hmm. made actually a lot of meals already and have passed them out. And mm-hmm. the kitchen's hopping. I think is what I mean to say there. Okay. What do they do when I walk in? Well, I think you're probably dressed like an adventurer. Yes, I'm so, dressed like an adventurer. And not like the lady of the house. I don't think they notice you immediately. Like, I, th- I think several seconds go by before yeah. someone looks Good. up and says, Oh, are you hungry, Sable? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, God, please don't. Just Sable. Um, I'm not. I can't comfortably do that. All right. Well, just keep working then. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> right now. I'm just looking for like the, the, the head cook. 
Uh, you find the head cook, Bessie. Bessie. All right. I, I go up to Bessie because I know Bessie. Yeah. You know, I've been preparing my own food and all of that. And I go up and I say, hey, Bessie. Yes, Sable? Did Ophelia come for food last night? Was she here last night? No. What about breakfast this morning? No. If she comes back, can you send somebody to me? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to Ophelia's room. Okay. Uh, so Ophelia has a few rooms that kind of make up her her and her children's branch of the house. They are all empty. Like even with her kids? Her kids aren't there? Her kids are not there, no. All right. Is there anything in that place? I will roll investigate that would give me a hint of where the fuck they've gone. 14, 18. Yeah. So it looks like they took a few changes of clothes and left quickly. Uh, do they have a home outside of here? No. Table's next. See if they took any horses. Yeah, uh, so there's there's a carriage missing and several horses, right. two two horses specifically so are gone. So I'm going to find somebody who can tell me when those horses in that carriage went. So you find the the stable boy who says they left just before dark, so I they pr- don't think they went far. Uh, any, did they head toward town? Yes. Okay, but I know the carriage, right? I could recognize the carriage. Yeah, if I it's... Saw it. Painted with your family colors that we have not established. Okay. Great. Okay, Helen, I know you're going to tell me. It's up to me. But mm-hmm. I want your opinion. Okay. Should I go find her or wait for her to come back? Well, with children, they say when they run away, you should wait for them to come back instead of going after them. With animals, I think you're supposed to go after them. Otherwise, they don't come back. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with... Go get them? There can't be too many carriage carriages that have gone that direction between now and then, right? No, I don't think so. Somebody <laughs> must have saw them. Let's see if we can find them. And I will snag a servant and send them to her house to let them know what I'm doing. Servant will arrive around 10 a.m., which I think is enough time that like, even Mrs. Lunari is now like out of the bed. Jessica's probably still unconscious unless somebody's woken her up. Jalen would have kicked her away and said, come on, don't be rude. She will grumble the whole way, but definitely come downstairs. As soon as she gets some coffee or some tea in her, she will start her hip swinging lessons again. (laughs) Seems to really enjoy those. So kitchen is kind of hopping as everybody files in and a servant will walk in and say, excuse me, uh, Madam Silfa. Sable Varathy has said that she's on her way back to town to uh, look for a missing carriage from her house uh, that went missing last night. So does she want us to join her? Um, I'm afraid she didn't specify, but she did send a messenger. So, I mean, I would assume you were supposed to do something with that message. Well, I was going to go to the library, but... um... Oh, the library. I was going to see if you wanted to join me. I guess we should go make sure she's okay. So Jessica will pipe up and say, like, I'm not looking for a damn carriage. I'm going home. Okay. Come on, Isaac. Oh, he had an early morning errand and departed much earlier. Oh. Is he okay? He left without me? He did, yes. Hmm. Fine. I'll walk home alone. I I believe it's because he thought you were enjoying yourself so much here. Huh. You know, you could spend the day with Mrs. Lenari. I bet she would be delighted to have you. Oh, I, I want to show some people what I learned last night. I'm going to go home. Okay. I guess I'm going to do it alone. And Mr. Lunari says, I can walk you home. And she says, uh, no. Do you want me to walk you home, Jessica? I don't I don't need to be walked home. I do just... you want me to walk you home? 
so she appears to give you this like kind of defensive look like like she really wants to say yes but she's trying really hard to say no and she's the look of focus on her face makes this pause really long you know jessica i need to pick up something from the house anyway so why don't i just come with you oh okay yeah that, okay. that makes All sense right. then yeah all right, so I will meet you in town. I shall make preparations. So Jessica succeeds in turning every head as she walks down the street Does to Jaylen head home. Does Jalen keep a straight face through all? What does she need? Mm. <laughs> is a wisdom throw? Like, how exaggerated is this swish? I mean, it is not a natural hip swish. My mother has tried to I'm teach imagining... her to, like, move in a subtly sensual way, I'm and sure. I'm, I'm and I'm imagining she's... Jessica Rabbit with the uh, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> All right. I was imagining Alea as like Queen of the Damned. Swish. Oh right. Swish. Swish. I think I think at this point I've like looked at my mother and was like, subtlety? <laughs> that that was gonna be lesson two. The, the oh, herself a dear one. One thing at a time. First, she needs to walk like a woman. She's walking like three women. <laughs> <laughs> She's got enough walk for all of us. She's, she's going to get a lot of attention that way. It'll be the, great. The music following her is like... So what do I need to keep a straight face? Uh, let's go with a 12 on your wisdom saving go. Eight. So she is garnering a, a lot of attention, which she's eating up, and you start giggling. And she, she gives you this frustrated look, and then does actually kind of get a little embarrassed, like, like turns a little red, and then says, Jalen, am I doing this right? Um, you're doing it thoroughly, Jessica. You, you, you might um, tone it down just a little. Like, you know, it's just you don't have to swing your hips like you're trying to hit the walls on either side of the street you just need to swing them a little bit she'll, she'll demonstrate a little which she's not let's go with a perform check perform um oh, 20 ah, yeah! <laughs> jalen nails it <laughs> three delivery boys for different delivery services have stopped in the street during the course of this demonstration and jessica's looking around like yeah okay i think this is working and she'll walk up and say, hey, give me an apple. And one of the boys will pull an apple out of a bag and hand it to her. And she'll say, are you going to charge me for this? And lean in really close to him. And he'll say, no, no. There you go. And uh, <laughs> Jessica will come back and like loop an arm through your arm. Say, I love Mrs. Lunari. I think you should spend a lot more time with her. I think, it would, I think you would really enjoy that. So that is about when Sable, you and Champion Helena have gotten to town. Mm -hmm. So we followed the carriage tracks to town. They didn't go elsewhere. Well, you follow them onto the road and follow the road and there's no sign of it leaving the road. What are you doing when you get there? Well, where do people put carriages when they bring carriages to town? Usually right next to where they're staying. All right. Well, there can't be that many places. So you walk the streets. Anything? You spend about two hours and there's no carriage anywhere. All right. Well, they would have had to pass after dark. So I'll ask the guards. If they saw. So you start asking around. Give yep. me a uh, persuasion. Do I get any bonuses for being uh, Lady Varathy? I mean, it's okay because I rolled a 19 and I get a plus one. So that's yeah, 20 that's right enough. there. So someone, oh yeah, I did see them. It was pretty late for them to be riding, but they, they left town south toward the Drury estate. Is she married to a Drury? No. Lorelai is. 
Then they, they went to the Drury's. It's not like there's other places for them to go that way, right? They went past the Drury's. They'd get to the Por Ninos, but then they would have been out really late. Okay. So, yeah, I'm in town hoping that I might see my friends. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely bump into Silfa if she leaves the house. Silfa would be expecting you to come by the house Yeah, because of the message she received, okay. and she would be prepared to leave with you. So it's about noon. I will inform Sable. Well, Jalen had to escort the Lady Jessica home. Isaac couldn't have? He left early this morning, even before you did. Oh, well, um, I just need help figuring out what to do. I, I just I think I'm a little overwhelmed. Well, then come inside and we can talk. I don't think inside your house is going to be very safe right now. I can go out to the courtyard. We could go somewhere safer if it makes you feel more comfortable. Yes, please. So we will uh, make our way through my house and into not the rooftop garden area, but a little courtyard space that's enclosed by four walls. Okay. Mm-hmm. And create the rope trick. Okay. All right. Tell me what's going on. So before the Lady Varathi died, one of the reasons, the biggest reason that she took on what she took on was that she had been ordered to assault House Mason. The reasons are still unclear, though there may be that some some action that the Masons may be wanting to take against the Fairy Queen, and they may be creating a being capable of doing that. I, I don't I don't know the specifics, but th- that's that's what I've been able to glean. But Ophelia is now under those same orders to lead an assault on House Mason. I don't want Lady Varathi's death to be in vain and for a war to start between Varathi and Mason, if I can help it. I'm sure that a war would be devastating. A war would do no good to anyone but the Fairy Queen. But if we don't want her to to do this, we have to keep her away from any envoys to the Fairy Queen, which means any fae at all. The only place that I know of like that is a room at House Mievs, and I don't know how safe it is to keep her there. Besides, she's left home, and I think she's gone to the Drury's. Sylpha will pace the room back and forth, thinking... How how are they compelling her to do this? What were her instructions? A promise that she made that lasts the month. Why would she do such a thing? <laughs> because she had to. Why? Does it matter? I should think so. For what reason would she make a deal? Why would she make this sacrifice? The Lady Varathi is dead. There were a number of deals that she had that protected the house, that protected its people, that watched over its holdings... Ophelia was helping with those. How long did you say she's under this compulsion? 27, 26 days now? Uh, well, it was literally right before you went to the Thieves' Guild yesterday, so... 27. I would like to save her from doom. I would like to save her from an onslaught on House Mason, which will not go well. Perhaps she has gone to the Drury's for protection, you know, she could have gone to her mother for that. If her, I didn't even think to check if her mother was there. Helena, did you see Lorelai while we were there? Um, I saw most of her kids. Oh. You can, it's complicated, right? I'm not stupid. This is bad. This is very bad. It's complicated. I, I see too many possibilities, and I don't know which one to pick, but I know that I have to pick one quickly. You can roll me a wisdom check to see if you remember something very important, Sable. I rolled an 18, so that's, uh, you know, plus... 22. There is a courting between Harriet Mentor and Alan Baratti tonight. Shit! Shit! 
And that wraps it up for today. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson from My Pet Machine on Facebook for the new music. We absolutely love it. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. That's how people find us. And we'll see you next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Uh-huh.